talked about the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit that are in you. And, and I talked about, you know, you don't have to beg God for what He's already given you. But I want you to, I want to, I want to clarify something because sometimes when you preach, you emphasize something and you're focused on that. But I don't want to leave something else, you know, because somebody asked me, he said, well, do I never ask, have to ask God for anything? I said, well, no, God's provided a lot of things. But, you know, what you can do is, you know, Lord, help me to walk in what you've already given me. Okay? Or, you know, the Bible says, you lack wisdom, ask. Lord, help me walk in the wisdom that you've given me. Lord, help me walk in this thing that I already have. Okay? So I don't want you to, to think that, well, a preacher's up there saying you don't ask God for anything ever. No, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you and guide you, and it's all right to ask, you know, give me the strength to walk in. Give me the courage to walk in this. But I'm, my, my point was is that you've already got it, so you don't have to ask God to bring it down to you, but you can certainly ask him to help you walk in it. Amen? All right. just want to clear that up because every once in a while, when you preach sometimes, most of the time I do pretty good at catching everybody across the realm. But every once in a while, you think, you know, maybe somebody is going to miss it. Because you've got to think that somebody's going to misunderstand this and go out there half cocked, saying, oh, the preacher's preaching heresy and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, um, wasn't here last week. Thank you, Reverend Carroll, for filling in. Excellent job. Um, you should absolutely understand that, you know what? God's given you a mustard seed of faith. Walk in whatever he's given you. All right? And um, step out in it and don't be afraid. Now... I want to talk about a couple of things today, and I'm going to do a couple, of, a couple of messages. I'll make my way over there so you don't feel left out. Um, there's three messages I want to get to before I come into the new year to talk to you a little bit about what I see in the new year. And again, I am not a prophet. don't even claim to have a prophet's mantle, but I rub elbows with some that absolutely take the Bible, can tell you what's going on today, where the prophecies have been fulfilled and all of these things, um, and there will be a, I'll, I'll say this now, I think January 19th, a friend of mine's having an intercessors and prophet comp conference down in Bay City, um, that may cut you loose to go to that, um, if anybody's interested. Um, but it does not take a prophet to know today our world is divided. Y you know, just turn on the news, it's, it's divided. And I want to tell you this. If it's divided in the natural, don't think that it's not happening in the spiritual because the spiritual, the, the natural, in my opinion, is a manifestation of what's happening in the spiritual realm. There is a spiritual divide going on right now. Now, it is amazing to me. I don't watch a lot of news, but it's amazing to me. I did watch a little bit of those impeachment hearings. Now, not that I sat there glued to it, but at the end of it, I was amazed how two different people could come out from those meetings. One could say this and one could say that. And they weren't even close to the same thing. And the whole, the, the title of this series I'm getting ready to do is called, it's a day of decision. All right. And I'm going to talk about three things over the next few weeks. Being transformed, returning to your first love, and standing. These are the three things that going into 2020 that we're going to have to get a hold of. Because I'm going to tell you something, Christian. The day we're living in, the way people are thinking, even Christians, is wrong and not biblical. And the enemy has beaten us to death because we have not allowed God to transform us and we have not renewed our minds under the things of God. Our minds are being pelted and renewed by something else. People are more concerned about being politically correct than they are biblically correct. 
And I'll tell you how far it's going. It's going so far in the political correctness realm, which let's just call it what it is, the humanistic demonic realm, that they are making laws now. That if somebody comes to me that says they want to be delivered from any kind of a certain lifestyle, and if I talk to them, it will be against the law because that's just the way God made them and you have no right. It is right now a bill in Congress waiting to be signed and voted on. Well, all I can tell you is today, I will not deviate from the word of God. So you better decide the same thing. All right. So where am I going with this? Here's the problem we have today. Everybody wants what they want their way. And they expect God to bless what they want. And I'm going to get into this a little later. And don't look at me cross-eyed when I say this. Too many people are trying to take the flesh and make the spirit do what they want it to do. And it'll never, ever, ever, ever happen. Your flesh is not going to twist God's arm to make him do anything. But you want your flesh to change? It's got to change in the spirit first. The spirit influences the flesh, not the flesh, the spirit. I'm sorry. Okay? Let's just call it what it is. If it's fleshly thinking, it's carnal thinking. It's just what it is. It's not spiritual thinking. And, and, and I'm going somewhere with this. This is how people want it. Christ says the kingdom of God, you know, we're together in the kingdom of God. Every joint supplying, we're together. But, it, okay, let's just take a color. Let's take yellow. Yellow is what? Blue and green mixed, right? What if today, today we're living in, blue says, no, I am identifying myself as blue and that's what I am and that's the only thing I'm ever going to be. And green says, I am identifying myself as green and that's all I ever am and that's all I'm ever going to be. Guess what would never come to pass? Yellow. You want what you want. You want what you want. What does God want? God's the one that's getting left out of the whole equation today. Because of the way we think. It's pretty quiet in this Pentecostal, charismatic, holiness, pounding church. But that's okay. I'm not going to quit. We're living in perilous times. The battle is raging. And what is the battle raging against? It is, I don't care what you say, it is raging against the word of God. And Christians have gotten into the mindset, many Christians have gotten into the mindset, that you know what, they're even doubting or questioning the word of God as well. This is where you've got to decide. Now, you may have a different kind of a slant or a different look at it or a different take. I mean, that's not what I'm not talking. I'm not talking about that. We can interpret things a little bit differently. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about deciding, well, you know what? This word right here really doesn't line up with what I want to do, so we'll just forget about it. That's what's happening today. Even in Christians. It's gotten really quiet. If this is convicting, then just repent. All right. Now, everywhere you turn, things are coming to get you. I don't know about you, but sometimes my mind gets working so hard and so fast that I think I'm going to absolutely, my head's going to explode. I don't know about you, but there's been nights where I know that I have peace. I know that I can walk in peace. I know that I can have peaceful rest because the Bible says so. But I'll lay my head down and my head starts going. And you know what? 99.9999999% of the time, your mind is whirling around something you can't do a thing about, 
or something that hasn't even happened yet. And it may not even happen. You know where you live? You live in the what if. What if? Coulda, shoulda, woulda. That's where the devil lives. We live in the here and now and what the word of God says is true. End of story. You are not going to convince God to change anything. I have tried. It doesn't work. Every single time I lose the argument. Every time. I am going somewhere with this. <clears throat> so, the world is trying to get everyone to convince you to think a certain way. How do you think that the enemy is going to get one world religion and one world government? Everybody's going to have to think the same way. And if you don't think that way, you're going to be destroyed. If you don't think that that has started already, then I don't know where you've been. Because there's just some things you can't say. Because heaven forbid that I say, you know, I really, really don't like black glasses. Oh, I am absolutely offended. We're writing a law that anybody that says they don't like black glasses, they're going down. You're going to prison if you don't like, and you say you don't like black glasses, that's it, you're done. What kind of a human being are you that doesn't like black glasses? That's how stupid things have gotten. All right? Now, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir today, but this is so, so important going forward. You've got to understand what's happening. And, and again, the enemy, doesn't, the enemy doesn't show up pointing a little tail and his little pitchfork and say, here I am, I'm the devil. No, he starts working right here. He starts working with, well, does the Bible really say that? Does the Bible really work in that situation? But God, my circumstance is special. Really? More special than what the word of God says? I don't think so, homie. All right, <clears throat> so... Do you know the way we think affects the way we speak? Mm-hmm. So we need to be transformed by renewing our minds. That's where it's got to start. Okay? Now, you come in to the church today. What are you hanging on to? What are you hanging on to? What is the thing that you're, you're focused on? What are you believing on? What are you meditating on? What are you allowing to influence your thoughts in your mind? What? That, you know, God, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I'm just going to eat worms. Well, if you're going to meditate on that, you're going to be pretty, pretty sad. But is that the truth? That's not the truth. What does the Word of God say? He says you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. And let me tell you something. The ones that you're so bummed about not liking you aren't worth having as friends anyway. Just saying, let me give you a clue. If you are concerned about people talking about you, you're not going anywhere in the kingdom. And let me further give you, let me, let me enlighten you a bit. If your car's in this parking lot, they're already talking about you. You go to that church? You mean the one where they, they pray in tongues and they believe in healing and all that goofy kooky stuff? Yeah, that's the one that you pray in tongues in, yeah. Kind of like that. <gasps> he spoke in tongues in church. Oh, am I concerned that anybody's going to leave? No, no. Am I going to condemn anybody because they don't? No. I'm just saying. 
It's the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to allow it. Because we need all of God that we can get. Because the day we're living in, we're going to have to renew our minds. But here's the thing. You are going to have to decide. Are you going to be transformed? Let's go on here. I'm going to read some scripture verses. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 1 through 3 says, but know this. Then in the last days, perilous times will come. See if you can identify with any of this. See if you can see or recognize any of this in society today. Men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. People have no problem whatsoever just saying God's dead. I don't believe in God. God is this. God, And then blaming God because it, you know, a tree falls on their car. It's God's fault. It's not God's fault. Give me a break. Unthankful. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Uh-oh. One for the kids. Unthankful. Unholy. Unloving. Uh-oh. Here's a big one, Christian. Un. Forgiving. Yeah, it's in there. Slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. If that doesn't pigeonhole today, I don't know what does. Having a form of godliness but dying his power. Oh, let me tell you, it says, and from such people turn away. Now, let's not get religious and say, oh, they're these people. I can't have anything to do with them. No, you shouldn't be hanging out and fellowshipping with them because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, evil company corrupts good morals. But that doesn't mean you don't reach out and try to win them to Christ. I can't have anything to do with you because you might be a sinner. Well, thank God there was a Christian that had something to do with me when I was a sinner. Because let me tell you something. I was good at it. I was a good sinner. I mean, I had perfected it. See, this is the day we're living in. We have got to think differently than the world thinks. So it says, so as we think, it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he in Proverbs 23, 7. In Luke 6, 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, what we meditate on what we think about, what we allow to influence us gets in our heart and it starts coming out of our mouth. You want to know where people are at today? Just stop and listen to them. It doesn't take long to figure out where people are at spiritually. You can just tell. It does not take, I mean, <laughs> I dare you to go somewhere public and just open a conversation about our president. <laughs> Things will come out of people's hearts. Good, bad, doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not saying it's good, bad, I'm not, you know, I know what I believe, and I know I, I, and I'll just confess right here. I like the guy. Wow, bless! I had some, we had people leave this church because I said I supported our president. Oh well. <clears throat> Guess what? If I had a president that I didn't like, I'd still support him in prayer because the Bible says we're supposed to. So get over it. You know, I I I prayed for our last. Presidents, the last 30 years I've been saved, I've prayed for every president we've had. All right? So, so get over it. Maybe he doesn't do things the way I do them either, but I'm still going to pray for him. Praise God. All right, so. Now, let me tell you something. Out of the abundance of your heart. That is why slander, 
and gossip and, and tailbearing is deadly. Deadly. Because, I'll give you an example. All right? What do you call that, a shawl? Okay, we're going to call it a shawl for today. Okay. Okay, she's got this shawl on today. Okay, we'll call it a shawl. All right? Senorita. Okay. Did you see that poncho she was wearing in church today? Can you believe it? It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Can you believe that? Now, that's a lie. Yes. But see, you don't know. You didn't hear that. I'm telling you. Now, let me ask you something. And I'll take it a step further. Can you believe that loud Pastor Scout up front, he just thinks he is so full of himself, walks around with his hands in his pocket thinking he's something. The next time they walk through those sanctuary doors, what do you think the devil's going to bring to their mind? That, poncho. She's, she's the girl with the poncho. And don't tell me that that does not influence how you think about that person. And then all of a sudden it's coming out of your pie hole. Yeah, I'm pretty punchy today, but this is important stuff. Because I'm telling you, this is the kind of thing that's going to take the church out because here's what the enemy does. The enemy comes and says, you know what? Again, I'll go back to our country. I don't like this guy that's in charge. Half of them go this way, half of them go this way. I don't care who's in charge because Christ is the one's in charge. He's on the throne. I'm trusting him. No man, woman, child, vegetable, mineral on the planet am I trusting other than him. I don't care who's in the White House. I mean, I care, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what difference does it make? You're all dying, and you're all going to one place or the other, heaven or hell. And today, you better decide to have your lives transformed so you know where you're headed. Now, got a few minutes. I'm going to get into this. Now I'm going to get really punchy. I've been holding back so far. <clears throat> All right. Romans 12.1. It says in verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. He's begging us, please, by all this holy, merciful God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable God, which is your reasonable service. That's us, our beings. We need to present ourselves to God. Now, does that mean, oh, I present, if I present myself to God, I've got to be in a full-time ministry? No. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it as unto the Lord. If it's your work, then do it. I'm going to tell you something, Christians. One of the worst testimonies you can have is be a poor employee. That's terrible. I'm a Christian, but I'm the first one griping and complaining and showing up late and not doing my job. Blah, 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 blah. That's a terrible witness, just to let you know. Okay, I'm off that. Moving on. I beseech you, I beg you. And it says this in verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world. What is that word? That word conform means to be patterned or fashioned after. To be patterned like the world or fashioned after the world. And I am not talking about the outside, folks. This change that we're talking about, this transformation, takes place from inside out. When you try to make it from outside in, do you know what that's called? Religion. If you clean everything up on the outside, then you'll be okay. Not so. Starts from the inside. How do you know there's been a transformation taking place? Because all of a sudden they're different. 
has nothing to do with what they're wearing. They talk different. They act different. They even look different. And listen, before I was born again, I mean, I've, I don't know if you've ever done this. There's been this apple. I've had this perfect apple. You cut into it, and it's rotten in the middle. That's what religion will do. You can be rotten on the inside, but everything looks right on the outside. The transformation we're talking about takes place from within. When you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you, now things are starting to transform in your life. When you try to do it by a bunch of rules and regulations and this is and that's and those, that never works. We tried that in the Old Testament. He sent Jesus. Thank God for the grace of God and his mercy. All right, now, we've got to conform to the, not to the world, but be transformed. That word transformed means changed, renewed, new ideals, a new attitude. This is where we have problems. Caterpillars are transformed from this grub-looking thing to a beautiful butterfly. We need to be transformed the same way. To be able to do that, to be transformed, you need to renew your mind. What do you renew your mind to? The Word of God. I submit to you, too many people, even Christians, are submitting and renewing their minds under the things that are carnal and fleshly and humanistic and religious and not spiritual. When the Bible says that you are carnally minded, what does that mean? That means that you are thinking just like the world thinks instead of like the Bible thinks. We need to think like the Bible says. That's how we renew our minds. Under the scriptures, that's what we need to do. Why? Because what's happening is we are renewing our minds to humanism. That is the religion of the world, whether you want to believe it or not. It's humanism. I am human, and everything in the universe revolves around me. Everything revolves around me. And that is not right. Christ is the center of everything in our lives. And so, but what happens, <clears throat> I know we got college kids here, but I'm not hammering on, on universities, but universities are absolute experts at bringing humanism into you, the way you think, the way everything is based on that. Ask them about, well, what about the Lord? What about Jesus Christ? Oh, man, you can be sure you're going to get an F in that class. I'm just telling you the truth. All right? Humanistic. And so what happens is we start renewing our minds to that, and here's what we do then. We say, I have, I believe in God. Do you know before I was truly born again, I believed in God too. I would stand at the bar and I would defend God over shots of liquor. There's a God in heaven. There's a God in heaven. You'll never come. Yeah, there's a God. I wasn't living for him. Nobody could prove it by me, but I said there was. Okay, there was a form of godliness, but there was zero power in my life to do anything to transform me whatsoever. And so what we do is this. Instead of renewing our mind under the word of God and what the word of God says, what we do is we say, well, this is what I think. So, okay, I see what the scripture verse says about how I should, how I should treat my wife, how I should treat my husband, how I should do courting relationships, how I should do this, how I should do that. You know what? I don't agree with that, so I'm not going to do that. Your mind hasn't been renewed at all. You're doing exactly what you want to do, the way you want to do it, the way you think it should be done. 
As a Christian, we don't get that. Here's the thing. Before I was born again, I thought I had freedom. When I got born again, do you know the freedom that this word gives you? I mean, do you know all the stuff you get to do? Woo! Husbands and wives, read the Song of Solomon. Woo! 23 skidoo. You, I mean, you want to talk about some love letters? Write some Song of Solomon stuff to your spouse. Mm-mm. Yeah, good stuff. We get all this stuff that's in there. It is in here for us. But the enemy lies to us and says, oh, my goodness, if you do that, then you can't have this, you can't have this. Do you know before I was saved, I searched high and low for what I thought I needed in a woman. When I got born again, it was like, all right, it's me and you, Lord. And I mean, within a month, there she was. Somewhere. And I'm going to be honest with you. Here's the way my mind worked, and this is the way carnal minds work. All right, yeah, because I knew. I, I'd come to the end of myself. I knew I needed the Lord, and I'm like, but God, you know, I want a woman. <sighs> There's no good-looking girls in church. You talk about a lie of the enemy. Ho-ho! I got born again and went to my first Bible study. There she was. Wah! I'm like, woo, this Christianity thing ain't so bad after all. Uh-huh. Yeah, buddy. And, you know, and, of course, you know, we grew up together. She knew me. And that first Bible study, I'm thinking, you know, I, I know I'm gawking at her. Yeah, I'm fresh out of the world. You know, I don't know anything other than I'm like, wow. <laughs> She's a Christian. I'm a Christian. That must mean something. She wouldn't even look at me. She wouldn't look at me. I begged her to go out with me. She finally agreed. So I think we came up, I don't know, we came up to the Sioux. We were doing something. We used, to, we used to court, we'd go to the beach, and she'd teach me worship songs, right? But before we did any of that, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I am. It's about renewing your mind. My mind had not been quite renewed yet. I was born again, but it was a process for me. And so we're coming down, and she, I'm driving a car. She's in the passenger seat, and I reach over to hold her hand. She looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm holding your hand. She said, no, you're not. Okay. I guess I'm not. She says, I've only known you a couple weeks. Now, you know me your whole life. Well, we've only seen each other a couple weeks. You didn't hold my hand yet, buddy. This was a new thing for me. My mind needed to be renewed under the things of God. If you do it God's way, here's my, here's my whole point. You renew your mind under God. If you do it God's way, then guess who's responsible for fulfilling it? He is, and he will. If you do it your way, guess who's got to fulfill it? You do. You got to make it work. When it's going bad, you got to fix it. If it's, if it's done his way, he's got to fix it. And he will. Because everything in this word is sowing and reaping. You sow to the flesh, you are going to reap of the flesh. I don't care what you say, I don't care how you try to cut it off. That's just the way it is. But if you sow to the Spirit, based on, hey, you know what this word of God says, and this is what I'm going to do, and I step out in it, then guess what? You're going to reap of the Spirit. We've got to renew our minds. And how do you do that? You've got to get into this word. I'm going to tell you something. Don't ever, don't ever, 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 ever. When you get to heaven and judgment seat of Christ, or the white throne judgment, depending. All right, and that's a whole other teaching. Don't ever say, nobody told me. Because I'm telling you today. And the days we're living in, and the days we're going to be living in, you had better know 
that your mind is renewed to the word of God because you are going to have to fight for it, stand on it. It's going to be a bloody battle to stand on this word where the enemy is going to try to convince you to quit, give up, or forsake this. Because that's what the war is all about right now, and it's already begun. So you better renew your mind. I'm going to say this, and I don't want it to sound mean, but the Lord really doesn't care what you think about his word. You can say, hey, I don't like this. So what? I wrote it. It's done. I've had arguments with God, and I have lost every one. Because normally it's, this is what I want to happen, God. And so, renewing your mind. See, and then I'm going to close with this. The first step of renewing your mind is decide what you're going to meditate on. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. Where do you find all of that stuff? In the Word of God. I don't know where you find it on this planet, but it's in the Word of God. Will you be strong enough to allow God to transform you by renewing your mind to the way you are currently thinking about your situation and about life on this planet. Will you do that? Because I'm going to tell you something. It will keep some of you out of places that you shouldn't be that are going to cause nothing but hurt and harm. I've been there. I've watched Christians decide, I'm going to do it my way, and then disaster strikes, and they're hurt, and they're broken. The Lord will heal you, and the Lord will restore you, and the Lord will bring you back. But why? Why do you, you got to go down that road? Just trust the, what, the God, what the word of the Lord says. The change is coming from the inside out. You see, this, the fight is against your soul and your spirit. Your mind, your will, and your emotions want to do this. The spirit of God is saying you need to do this. Who's winning the fight? You get to decide, believe it or not. Is it easy? Absolutely not. It's hard, and it's a fight. It's a battle. But it's a battle that we win. I've read the end of the book. It's a battle that we can walk through right now. I'm going to tell you something. If, if the Holy Spirit, if the Lord came into my life and changed some things in me, he took some things away from me instantly. The way I talked, some of the things I did, the way I acted changed immediately. There's some other things that I am still struggling and fighting with today. But some of you are going to walk out of here today and you're going to say, wow, that was really challenging. And you're going to go back to doing exactly what you've been doing and you will not allow God to transform you or renew your mind because you're going to continue to do the same things, convincing yourself that it's okay. Is it okay or isn't it? What does the word of God say? It's up to you. It's up. That's the final say. This is the ultimate truth. This is it. This is the truth. Everybody else has got a truth. This is the truth. Everything needs to be based on this. So, the first thing that we've got to do is transform, renewed. All right, we're going to have some people up here praying. We'll play a song. And if you need prayer, we're going to pray for you. If you need your mind renewed, come up and just say, Lord, help me.
transform me by renewing me. First, to some of you, you might just need to get born again. So if that's you, come on up here to get born again. That's a good start. And then a watch God transform you. Now, are you going to get it perfect? And listen, yeah, I'm born again, but man, I'm still struggling with this. I'm still struggling with this. And, and, and I, I've got a special place in my heart for people that, that were, were, and I'm saying were, were addicts before they were born again. And they struggle and they fail and they condemn themselves. I'm telling you, continue. Don't quit quitting. Keep walking this thing out. Let your mind be transformed and, and your, your body, you let yourself be transformed and your mind renewed to the point that, you know what? I do not need this to survive. That's a lie. The truth is, I am free and I'm going to stay free in Jesus' name. So if you need prayer for whatever, come on up this morning. We're going to pray for Jamie. You guys can come on up. We're going to, we want to pray for you. If not, God bless you. You're dismissed today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to preach just real truth in a real way to you. I hope that this helps and strengthens you because, again, the day we're coming into, we're going to have to be strong. We're going to have to be strong as Christians because the devil's not going to quit. And if you're waiting for things to get better, don't know that things are going to get better. But we're going to walk through it in peace and joy regardless of what it looks like. Amen? All right. Altar is open.